May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Dear fellow sheep of the good shepherd's fold, true confessions, I do not own a single sheep. I have never used rod and staff for animal husbandry. I've seen a couple of shepherds when we were in Israel on that trip a few years ago around Bethlehem from a distance. We saw some shepherds with their, their sheep, but I think, if I remember right, I've only met one in my life, and, and that was on an airplane, so kind of outside of the shepherding context. My only real experience with sheep has been petting zoo variety. And yet, for some reason, I love Good Shepherd Sunday. There is something about this picture of shepherd and sheep that that is just precious to me. And and I don't think I'm the only one. It is a powerful picture. Shepherd and and sheep. And we've seen it throughout the Sunday, right? I mean, not just the hymns. They were all about that shepherd picture. but, But the gospel lesson. Jesus called himself the good shepherd. And he he highlighted the distinguishing characteristics that made him the good shepherd, that he laid down his life for the sheep. He valued their lives even more than his own. And he laid down his life only to take it up again. You see why this is an Easter season Sunday? Christ is risen. Hallelujah. And he's our good shepherd. And and so then the the Acts reading, you had Paul talking to some pastors, encouraging them as under-shepherds of the good shepherd and giving them advice on how to care for that flock for the good shepherd and, and warning of dangers against it. John, in the second reading, was writing about listening to the good shepherd's voice and making sure that we're listening to, to the good shepherd's voice and not the other voices that are out there. But this psalm, this psalm is for us, the sheep. This is our song of joy and peace and comfort, being sheep of the good shepherd. And this is our text. It's a psalm, so that means it's Hebrew poetry. We, we've talked about Hebrew poetry in the past, some of the aspects of it, but, but the one that I want to highlight here, I actually highlighted in the, well, bolded in, in the bulletin, is this concept of centering for the Hebrew poet, quite often they would take the, the key thought, the, the most important feature that they wanted to highlight, and put it directly in the middle. So here, 26 Hebrew words leading up to it, 26 Hebrew words flowing from it, right there in the middle you have our center. For you are with me. The Lord, the good shepherd, the risen Savior, is with me. Let that sink in. The one who made you. The one who died for you to pay the price of your sins. The one who loves you. The one who protects you with all of heaven's power. The Lord. The good shepherd is with you. The good shepherd is with me. That matters. That changes things. What does it change? Well, just walk right through the psalm. 
Ponder the pictures this poet paints. It is a powerful thing when you consider the, the good shepherd and, and the sheep. And as we go through, I'm just going to warn you, the, the NIV 2011 translation is, is in the bullet, the newer one, but I have read this psalm and spoken this psalm and prayed this psalm so many times that I gave up trying to get the old words out of my head so that they might pop up uh, from time to time. But it's okay, it's all, it's the same word of God. So he starts, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There it is, all the provision I need, everything I need is there. But, but realize at the same time, we're characterizing ourselves, we're putting ourselves in the camp of the sheep. Not necessarily always a, 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 a compliment to be called a, a sheep, not known for being the most intelligent creatures, not known for being the most self-sufficient. The reality is that a sheep needs its shepherd. Whether we like to admit it or not, without the shepherd, we're in trouble. <clears throat> but the Lord is my shepherd. So I will not want. I lack nothing. Like the, the physical, earthly shepherd makes sure that the, the sheep have the, the pasture, the good, good pasture to eat from, the, the water, clean water to, to drink from, protection from the predators. Well, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Yeah, our good shepherd makes sure we have all of our physical needs taken care of, the food and clothing and shelter. It's there. He promises it. We have it, which means he can do that last part. He restores my soul. Knowing that the physical things are taken care of, we can think about what's even more important. And he feeds us there, too. These same pictures fit, right? The, the, the bread from heaven, the, that, that living bread, his promises, he feeds us with his word, with his sacrament, bread and wine and body and blood for our forgiveness. The water, the, the living water Jesus talked about that flows within us, that, that means we are never thirsty when we have it. He, he was talking about his word, his promises, the, the washing water of baptism. Yes, he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, there's unrighteousness all around us, even in us. But think about the difference it makes when the shepherd is with us. <clears throat> there was a shepherd, an actual shepherd, you know, with sheep uh, named Philip Keller, who wrote a book about this 23rd Psalm. Maybe about 17 years ago, one of you told me about that book. Uh, it's fascinating because he takes his experiences from, uh, from living as a shepherd and, and gives us some insight into some of the pictures in this psalm. And one of the things that he, that he talked about quite a bit was how mean sheep can be to one another. The, the bigger, stronger, older sheep just bully the little ones. You know, so maybe there's, there's a young one who's, who's uh, in, enjoying some... some 
nice grass, a nice little meal, or, or, or enjoying some, some cool water in the lake, or, or just a nice spot lying down in the sun. That older sheep will come up to it with, with the look saying, uh-uh, you're done, that spot's mine now. And if that young one doesn't skedaddle, it's awful to it. That, that, that stronger sheep will, will butt it mercilessly or nip it incessantly. There's this power play for seemingly no other reason than to demonstrate its own superiority. Now, I was reading that, and well, it's kind of hard not to think about us sheep. Power plays, demonstrating superiority. We see that. We are sheep. I mean, it's the American way, right? Climbing the, the corporate ladder. Keeping up with the Joneses. Defending my turf. Making sure everybody knows. We see it in any human organization, even churches. Where a, a minor peeve becomes, it, it grows in, into hatred. Where a minor slight becomes this major division. We get to the point where we feel we need to, to defend ourselves and stand up for our rights instead of sacrificing willingly for, for others. Those feelings of envy and jealousy, like the sheep, get out of my way. Boy, we know those too well. But let me read how that shepherd, Philip Keller, applied this psalm to, to that. He wrote this, But one point that always interested me very much was that whenever I, the shepherd, came into view and my presence attracted their attention, the sheep quickly forgot their foolish rivalries and stopped their fighting. The shepherd's presence made all the difference in their behavior. The picture in the psalm shows us God's people lying down in quiet contentment. When my eyes are on my master, they are not on those around me. This is the place of peace. When the good shepherd is with us, things change. When we see him, when we realize that he is always here, that changes our activity. And, and yeah, there may be something to the idea that, you know what, the one more powerful than me is here, so I want to be on my, on my best behavior. I get that, but it's more than that, right? This is Jesus, our good shepherd, the one who laid down his life for us. He died to pay the price, to remove all of those sins that would make envy and jealousy necessary. He removed the, 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 the pride that would mean I'd need to defend my turf. He's forgiven those sins. And that good shepherd is with me. The, the one who gives and forgives is with me. So I will not want. For you are with me. And you notice something there? The, the switch now? where we go from, second, from third person to second person as this psalm kind of becomes a prayer. You are with me, so I will not want. You are with me, so I will not fear. Look at verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Right there. 
You are with me, so I will not fear no matter what I'm going through, even death or any of its symptoms, whether that's a global pandemic or racial injustice or social unrest, whether that's sickness or loss or or, or death. For you are with me, so I will fear no evil. I mean, those things may be intimidating. They they, they may be fear-inspiring. I mean, the valley of the shadow of death, but, but realize what it means that the good shepherd is with you. David goes on, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Those shepherding tools, the knowledge that that he guards and protects, that he is stronger than any of your enemies. That's comfort. He goes on, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Think about that picture. The, The feast with the king in the presence of my enemies. The enemies are right there, but I'm here feasting because they can't touch me because I'm with the shepherd. We have heaven, guaranteed. That eternal feast with our king, with our good shepherd. And he even gives us foretastes of that feast now, like like today. Gathering here with, with our fellow flock with, with our good shepherd knowing that yeah those enemies might be powerful but not more powerful than him you anoint my head with oil my cup overflows the blessings abound I'm marked as special to my God I've got more blessings than I can even contain So surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that's true, right? We know that. The Lord, the good shepherd is with me so I will not fear. You are with me, Lord. That makes all the difference. When we forget that, we fear. When we remember it, We don't. And fear is scary. Fear can do some scary things. I mean, I've seen well-mannered, good men attack with love us because they were afraid of what would happen if they didn't. I've seen competent, strong individuals unable to function because of anxiety. I've seen dishonesty and theft because someone was afraid that they wouldn't be able to to pay their bills. And you've seen it too. It's in the mirror. Fear can do some scary things, but you, Lord, are with me. In the presence of the Good Shepherd, there is no fear. You think that might be why we love this psalm so much? It reminds us of what we know. It, it, it fights against the unbelief that tries to, to pop up in our heart. That, that, and what the unbelief does is it tries to put our circumstances between ourselves and our shepherd so that we can't see him. This psalm feeds our faith, which does the opposite. It puts our shepherd between ourselves and our circumstances so we can't see them. So... Dear sheep, I think of no other way to, no better way to close than, than with the words of the psalm. 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise and confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed printed on page 11 in the bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand. Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. As you'll notice in the bulletin, the offering is mentioned. We won't 